And we've got Anthony Broom from The Wolverine at On3 with us now. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's an eventful time. It's Big Ten Media Days, and you're probably not getting a lot of other Big Ten other than what's going on with the Michigan Wolverines and their head coach, Jim Harbaugh. And the uh, it sounds like it's official now, four-game suspension, or is that still something that's up in the air? Yeah, things are still very much up in the air with that. Uh, I think that, uh, well, this is more of an opinion, so I will say that. I, I think it was very deliberately leaked ahead of Big Ten Media Days um, by someone on the NCAA side of things, uh, maybe to, I don't know if the move was to apply pressure or what it was, or just to give a sense of what he might actually be facing. But uh, my sense is that things are not done yet, and uh, Jim Harbaugh in the Michigan camp was kind of blindsided by the, not by the fact that there could be punishment coming, but the fact that it did drop this week and what's on the table. And uh, I think some feathers are ruffled because of that. So uh, Harbaugh and the Michigan contingent will be in India on Thursday. I'm sure it will come up. I'm sure it will be. Uh, no, not, not at not, all. <laughs> not, not, to use, not to use a pun, but I'm sure it will be a nothing burger in terms of what he's allowed <laughs> to say and what he will answer about it. But uh yeah, it is on the table, and, and I, that right now I would say is the story of, of Big Ten Media Days as we uh, as our squad kind of arrives here in Indy uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm with you on that. I think that there's no accident that this happened when it did. When the news broke uh, last night, actually, um, I was driving in the car and uh, got a couple of texts. I'm like, what's going on with Michigan? I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I thought I would talk to smarter people than me that do know. So can you lay out real quickly what the nature of the the rules that were broken were and then the uh, apparent cover-up, which has led to the bigger sanctions? Yeah, so the crux of it comes down to three things. One is, uh, and all of this goes back to um, you know recruiting during COVID dead periods and, and when things were super uncertain with what the rules were, what was allowed, what wasn't allowed. Uh, the fact of the matter was is that um, there were a couple of committed recruits that stopped in town uh, to visit campus and uh, on a whim, by the way. And apparently they went out for, went to the old Brown Jug for, for burgers with Jim Harbaugh. And Harbaugh has more or less, I, I don't know if lying is the word, but uh, not fully cooperated, says that he, he doesn't recall specific events, things like that. So that is um, that is the big one right now. That's the one that has been, you know, memefied and everyone's talking about on social media. Uh, there was also an incident where an analyst was participating in on-field coaching, uh, which was a no-no at the time, and then also uh, accusations of watching, watching recruits uh, do workouts on Zoom. So uh, and my understanding is it was something as silly as, you know, just watching them do push-ups during Zoom or on Zoom during the pandemic. So um, yeah, these, these are these are pretty mundane rules that were you know COVID was a weird time for everything, but including the college recruiting world, there there was there were things that were not permitted that seem really really strange from the outside. Yeah, and and all of those things, the burgers, the the push ups, the on field stuff, those are what the NCAA would consider grade two violations, which are pretty. I mean, essentially, it leads to a slap on the wrist. What is you know, the, the biggest point of contention right now is that, you know, if you are a coach found to be either lying to the NCAA, misleading the NCAA, or just, you know, a good old-fashioned case of insubordination telling them to pound sand, 
uh, that is considered a grade one violation, and you could be suspended for up to six games because of that. So uh, we know that the four is on the table. We know that you know both Harbaugh's side and the NCAA have kind of been working towards a resolution. But you know the sticking point is that um, you know Harbaugh will not admit to any wrongdoing or or knowledge of any wrongdoing. So. That is where we're at right now. Uh, like I said earlier, I think that this announcement coming out when it did, uh, when it did, was kind of a pressure point, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, you know, as of now, uh, I think it, it seems like this is where things are heading. Uh, I could see maybe a game or two being knocked off, but uh, there will be some sort of suspension coming. Yeah, and so the first three games, oh, look, Michigan schedule. Uh, I, I just looked at it. I'm shocked that uh, they're they're not a MAC team playing this schedule. It's it's pretty easy going on the early season. Uh, you do get that that fourth game is the Big Ten opener, and I imagine that the negotiations will try to get Harbaugh back for that one. Um, just just a little bit. Now there are other there are assistant coaches that are also involved um, catching strays on this as well. Um, is do you think that they're going to be able to negotiate out of that, or or is that something that that's also going to you know, be collateral damage there? Yeah, honestly, I'm not really sure. I think that. Anything and everything is still on the table. Uh, of course, like I said before, there are there are lawyers involved, and things can kind of get messy with uh, the legal process when it comes to those types of things. But uh, yeah, I mean, in a scenario where you know you don't have Jim Harbaugh week one, you don't have Sharon Moore week one, that's your head coach and your offensive coordinator. And I know that these games on paper are layups. And, and to be quite frank with you, I mean, with the talent that's on Michigan's roster, they should still be layups, but. Yeah, so that's a pretty big shock to the system. Uh, you know, that early in the season when you're working on developing an identity and kind of forming that callus that carries you through the rest of the year. So, yeah, I mean, I can see if this suspension holds up and it's four games for Jim Harbaugh, I would still expect them to start four and zero given who they play. But you know, you you wonder, and also my understanding is that these these are game suspensions; these are not week suspensions. So. Uh, it would be, you know, Harbaugh and these assistant coaches who might be wrapped up in it too would be able to be with the team during game weeks and, and things like that. So, again, um, so that that's an important distinction week. right there. So they're just going to be sitting out these Saturday games and not they're going to be able to coach during practice, do do game preparation, and then they're just not going to be able to be physically present during on the sidelines during the games. That is my understanding uh, as of now. So again, maybe things could change, but you know, where we stand today on you know, Wednesday, July 26th, these are game suspensions that are on the table, not month-long suspensions or things like that. Talking with Anthony Broom from uh, the On3 Network and the Wolverine uh, about the Jim Harbaugh suspension that's coming for some uh, recruiting violations and the, the cover-up, and uh, the cover-up is always worse than the crime. The NCAA certainly believes in that. Uh, one of the questions that I had for you is who will be filling in for Jim Harbaugh and uh, also potentially Sharon Moore uh, while they're suspended? That is uh, that is the several million dollar question. So, <laughs> um, you know, as of you know, as of right now, um, I have to say, you know, if both of those guys are out, you're looking at maybe Mike Hart, uh, maybe defensive coordinator Jesse Minter, Steve Kligscale. Um, you know, those are guys, you know, the, the first names that, that pop into my head. Uh, Jay Harbaugh, his son, special teams coordinator. So the, a couple uh, more has said, or I'm sorry, Harbaugh has said a few times this offseason that uh, he feels like he has a staff full of, you know, future head coaches. And you're about to test that depth now, I guess. So we'll, we'll see what it winds up being. Yeah, so in a way, it's a chance for them to see what they've got and what sort of talent they have um, to, to potentially 
if Harbaugh ever leaves, and the rumors will always be coming up that they that he's going to leave, and that's that leads me to this question: is this is another weirdness that goes on with Jim Harbaugh, and it it, it seems like it never stops. Um, how comfortable is Michigan continuing this? I don't want to call it a clown show because it's not that, but it, there's always something going on. You know, the whole you know Donald Duck. There's always something. There's always something going on with Harbaugh. Is this testing the organizational constraints and limits of that? Um, is it going to be something that maybe keeps him from getting more money, and that would be something that pushes him out? I'm, I'm, I'm spinning it very forward here, but I wonder what's where's the end game for Harbaugh with this? Uh, that's a great question. I would say that uh, yeah, there's that's always the NFL stuff is always going to be a consideration, right? I mean, he got on a plane a couple of years ago and went to Minnesota. He, uh, you know, there's been contact with NFL teams while he's been at Michigan. Uh, you know, in a scenario where maybe Michigan uses this to hold over his head while they're still in contract negotiations, maybe that's something that pushes him out. But you know, from a Michigan perspective, I mean, you can deal with a lot of the extracurricular stuff if you are winning Big Ten titles and going to the college football playoff. And uh, if he stops doing that and these things continue, it, it gets tougher to kind of continue to deal with it. But you know, here now, you know, regardless of all the off-field storylines, uh, this program is in as good a place from a health perspective as it has been. So yeah. we'll see what happens. They, they have a very good team. Um, my college football consumption, I come at it from the NFL draft sort of things, and I will tell you that there's a lot more interest from that angle in what's going on in Michigan now than there has been in some time. Uh, and that generally portends pretty well for a program. Uh, I still expect them to at least be in the in the Big Ten championship game or have the the game with the Buckeyes be the the one that decides that, and that's that's obviously a, a great statement for where this program's at. Um, any any consideration that they might fall short of that that this that this would be any sort of distraction that would hurt from that 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 goal of the season. I don't really think so. I think this group has really good yeah. upperclassmen leadership. I think they have a. You know, they, they have an edge to them. I see them kind of using this as a rallying cry, honestly. Uh, you know, the Ohio State game, I mean, I know that they are, you know, Ohio State, you look at all the, the you know, the PFF NFL draft list, and, and, you know, they've got the bulk of the prospects. I think they probably double the top 100 guys that Michigan has, but there's just something about what Michigan has had up front on both sides of the ball that I would still kind of give them the edge there. So, you know, it's going to be a coin flip, but, you know, I like Michigan's chances to kind of make that three in a row. I, I wouldn't argue with you on that. One one quick question, since I am the the draft Nick, and uh, I have to have to ask uh, JJ McCarthy. Uh, I think he's got first round potential if he shows some some development, a little bit better decision making, and quicker trigger on on those decisions. Um, what's the buzz around him entering uh, Big Ten Media Days, anyways? Yeah, I think that I expect him to take another step forward. I'm with you. I think he does have that first round toolkit, so to speak. And, and we know like it's not always about college project or college production. I mean, you know that it's Absolutely. a great based league. Um, you know, I think he can make all the throws. He kind of, he you know he fits that hybrid as you know a guy that can make plays with his legs. Uh, obviously, has the big arm, and you know he's got he's got it between his ears too. And that's maybe the most important trait of all. Um, you know, I think when you take a when you take a quarterback in the first round, you're looking for a guy that not only has the elite skill set, but also can kind of be, you know, carry the program, carry the franchise on your shoulders. And 
Um, there's been a lot laid at his feet the last couple of years, and, and every cha- every challenge that's been thrown his way, I think for the most part, maybe aside from finding a way to get that win in the TCU game, he's answered every call. So I, I think, again, it's going to be tough for him to kind of get in that Caleb Williams-Drake May tier this year. Maybe he waits it out to 2024 when he might be one of the lead guys, but I do think whenever he comes out, he will be a first-round pick. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine and the On3 Network talking with us, talking about Big Ten Media Days, um, which in our part means that we're talking about Jim Harbaugh and everything that's going on with him with the NCAA suspension. Um, is there any one last question for you here before I let you go and uh, and head down to Indianapolis and, and get your talking points ready to talk with the players and deal with all their NIL discussions? Uh, I, I, so I, I listened to some of the ACC Media Days today and every single player it's basically them earning their NIL. So uh, I would expect that that's going to be what's the case with the players down in, in Indianapolis, too. Um, NCAA is obviously a, a hypocritical, um, self-serving body at best. Is this is this going to be any stress from the rest of the Big Ten looking at, at, at what's going on with Michigan? Um, and Michigan's probably not going to be the only program that gets hit with this, but because of Harbaugh and covering it up or selective memory, they're going to get it worse. Is there going to be any more pressure to make the NCAA any more functional of a body out of this? Cause uh, it, right now I, I will tell you, I, when I'm down in Indianapolis for the combine, I drive by the NCAA headquarters down there and I, every time I will lob things onto their lawn, just as a, a form of silent protest. Um, I, I, I can't stand the, I can't stand the NCAA. I, I hate the way that they are supposedly the overseeing body for college sports and don't do it. Is this going to be any, any, any blowback on them at all from this? Uh, I mean, I think when you look at the the opinions and the takes from you know the non-rival fan bases, the NCAA is pretty you know pretty pretty overly getting roasted on this whole bur- you know being coined Burger Gate thing. <laughs> um, you know, I've 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 likened them to mall cops of late. I mean, they don't even <laughs> love it. <laughs> champ- they don't even present the championship trophy. I mean, the college football playoff and the bowl system is in charge of all that. So um, for me, I mean, now at the same time, you know, you can't be insubordinate because they are still the governing body um, you know, of intercollegiate athletics. So there's, there's a price to pay for that. But uh, it can also be true that they're nerds that don't really deserve to be respected either, quite frankly. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. They, they are annoying. I think that at some point, at least in terms of college football, uh, their involvement and in everything will be obsolete. Uh, it's, it's more of a matter of when, not if at this point. Totally agree with you on that point, and and it can't come soon enough for for my my taste, and probably not for anybody in Michigan at this point. Um, and to your point, you, you talked about the opposing fan bases. Uh, I, I was on the radio in Columbus yesterday morning, and one of the things that they they talked about this was before the scandal broke was you know how useless the NCAA is in terms of being a a cudgel against certain programs and promoting their own interests and other things. And uh, it's clear that you know even when, when the people in Columbus are turning against the NCAA and, and will side with Jim Harbaugh. And from what I've seen, that they, they are siding. Like, yeah, it's nice that the guy up, up north, the goofball, is, is getting in trouble. But, you know, we, we've been guilty of some things down there, too. And, you know, the, 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 they understand that. And I, th- I do think that that will help lead to the end of the NCAA, uh, at least overseeing football. We can, we can all hope for that, can't we? Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, from, from your lips to the, the ears of the football god. <laughs> Anthony Broom joins us. Thanks so much for all, all the information. Enjoy media days and enjoy uh, some banal questions over the next couple of days. <laughs> of course. Thank you guys for having me.